listening to another powerful message from C3 Southwest Washington. We are so excited you're here with us, and we believe God has more in store for you. We had a men's conference this weekend, so I'm going to invite a couple of guys up to the platform uh, just to share a little bit. I got Evans coming, and I've got Shane coming, and I didn't tell him, but I'm going to have Tyler uh, come up here and join us. Tyler, see what you got. Come on, guys. What do you wait? Do I need to come out there and carry you one by one? Because you know me, I will. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Come over here, Shane. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you guys the microphone. Great, to, great to have you guys uh, go on to the men's conference. We actually had, yeah, well, well played, well played. We don't mess around with that kind of stuff. I got the microphone. I'm in charge. Uh, you want to arm wrestle? Good morning, Steve. Good morning. <laughs> are you making fun of my voice? Nope. Okay, I uh, blew out my voice. There were some requirements on me this weekend that I didn't expect, but I wanted to glorify God with all my abilities, uh, screaming into a microphone. As part of the weekend, let me give you a real brief uh, picture of what happened. We drove up on Thursday, 17, 18 of our guys, which included some of our old guys like me and some young guys, some students like Evan. Uh, we actually, Jamie Waterhouse had some of his boys signed up and he had a thing happen at work and he couldn't go and we still took his boys and so we got there, just an amazing weekend, some great worship guys screaming into the microphone, inviting us to worship God. So much testosterone in the room, my arms swole up. I was like, Aah! and uh, it was awesome and strong word preach, right, guys? I mean, like none of this, oh, come to Jesus, surrender your heart. No, it was like, you get your tail up here and you give your life to Jesus or I'm going to knock you out. It was kind of a little bit more like that. Uh, maybe not those words, but it was, it was definitely, uh, it, was, it was cool, right? Was it not cool? And uh, in the process, uh, there were some guy competitions, very little sleep. A lot of meat was smoked at some point that we all, we tried to eat on our own. And a lot of snoring in a big bunkhouse where we all slept. There were like X Games competitions. I watched David Chait do a seven, seven freaking yeah, minute plank. Plank. Do you know what a plank is? Drop down and demonstrate a plank for us. And uh, come on. And, and you just stay like that. Uh, don't, don't go anyplace, Evan. You stay like that. You stay like that for, for minutes. Now, I have, uh, I have tried to plank. I have planked at the gym. Where are you? Oh, God. That's it. That's all he's got? My gosh. The competition has left the room. Anyways. Um, he did, who did five? Tyler did five? Tyler, you did five. You, Evan did five. Not right now, you didn't. I didn't do any either. Um, I flanked for like three and a half minutes is like my record, and man, David Chait just smoked it. Like the buzzer went off, and I was like, that's right, that's one of our guys right there. Right there. It's the power of the bald head is, is also an additional um, superpower that not all of us have, but all of us aspire to. Um, so while we were there, then there was a really cool thing that happened on the last morning. We got up really early, and all of our young guys, 18 or under, competed in what they called a rite of passage. And it was where all the guys who are over 18 cheering for the younger guys, they run through the woods, uh, go across a river, carry weight through the woods, went through a gauntlet. I know I was in charge at that time, so I lost my voice. I was on the megaphone cheering for guys. I wanted them to hear my voice out in the woods. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, and somebody, I, I got the title, The Screaming Goat. I didn't even know. 
So I quickly moved. I I'm the screaming goat. Screaming goat, greatest of all time, is what is, is what I did. And uh, and it was it was weird. We they had a gauntlet as the boys were coming to go through. And I think some of the guys put in the gauntlet. They had like football pads and stuff like that. I don't think they didn't get the memo. These are kids under 18. They're trying to knock these kids out while I'm screaming. It just came a point where I had had it. I jumped in there and started body slamming the guys with the pads so that our guys could get through there. It's like. And, uh, well, yeah. I mean, there might be some challenges in life, but you don't have to do it alone. You get some help, right? Yes. Amen. So, uh, so these are three of the guys. I don't have time to interview all 17 of the guys, uh, but just a couple questions for you. Shane, what was the greatest moment for you of the week? I felt the Holy Spirit. That's the greatest thing. And I had yet to feel that. I've been waiting for it and waiting for it, and we were worshiping. I had my hands up, and I'm just... I was going to be vulnerable all weekend, just oh. do things that out of my comfort zone. And ah. I was up there, and I was singing, trying to sing. Oh, you and, were singing. And I got just overwhelming emotion. I was like this close to crying, but I fought it back <laughs> because I'm a manly man. Yeah. Right? yeah. Woo! But, but I've been waiting for that for a long time. And after that, I just was open to do whatever it so took. Cool. Uh, altar calls for, you know, one of the greatest things was they said, whoever in here thinks that they're not worthy because they're defined by their past and all the dumb things that they've done uh, in your life, which is me to the T, <laughs> come up here. And yeah. I was just like, mm. and normally I wouldn't do that. But that day, I just walked right up by myself. Yeah. And then I looked behind me, and then there was four other of us. Of our guys. Of our guys. And a group of 200, and, like, there's a lot of guys up. There yeah, so, up so I don't know. It just, it just opened my eyes up to what I've been missing out on for a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So cool. And what I, what I would say is that, you know, your relationship grows with God. Shane's been coming for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Two years, I think. A couple years, and he has stepped in. And there's always a next step. And he said yes to Jesus. He's been baptized. He's been involved, been giving and serving faithfully. But how many of you know there's more? It's on your wedding day. That, well, your wedding day is wonderful, but that, the, the wedding's not defined by that, that, that you know, moment. There's more of life and a greater depth of intimacy and relationship and growing. And so there are next steps to take. And one of the key ones as we talk in this series the next key is, is to become intimate and having the Holy Spirit work in your life because Jesus, God the Father, and God the Son are in heaven, but the Spirit's here so that each of us individually can have an individual relationship with God and be empowered and helped by him. And so why that's so cool is not just that, that Shane experiences the presence of God, but that he walks and carries the presence of God. And he is, becomes even a greater helper because I don't care how big you are, you need some help. Amen right, to that. Right, right. We all, we all do. Um, so super cool. So Evan, why don't you hand Evan the microphone? Evan, what was the greatest moment for you as a, how old are you now? I'm 16. 16. <laughs> 16. I am 16. Evan, what was the greatest moment for you? Uh, I would say that all the worship and just, it was a lot of worship, just yeah. loud and just get in there and I could feel the spirit the whole time. Yeah. The whole weekend, yeah. I could feel it just all over wherever we go, wherever we went, whatever yeah. we did, even playing those games in the competition. Yeah. It was just there. Yeah. Just everybody was just experiencing it. 
Yeah, super cool. Uh, did you enjoy doing the uh, rite of passage? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was hard. Yes. How long did How long did that take to compete uh, complete? Do you, Do you uh, know, or I don't know what the numbers were. It was at least a half hour. I'd say like twenty something. Twenty almost thirty minutes. It was apparently yeah. easier for him than uh, what I was seeing. Well, that's it. it. Was twenty minutes for you? But like, what place did you take in the in the pack? Mm, I think it was like third. Six. I thought it was third. No, I think Jackson got third. Jackson. Jackson is. That's right. Jackson was there. What place did Garrett Water? Garrett was up in the front. Garrett too. was second. I think. Yeah. Garrett Waterhouse took second place out of all those guys. He came, he came out of the woods where I really lost my voice as all of our guys were in the initial first pack, or not the initial, the ending first pack. And I was screaming my lungs out. I just out of sheer pride. It's probably wrong, but I was, it was all for them, right? It was cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, it was really special to do because at the end, you go through this hard thing. You jump in a river even, walk through that, and you get out, and all the men pray for you. And your dad, they pray for you. It's yeah, awesome. Cool. You get a medal. I have a cool medal now. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Is, do you have it on? Let me check. You don't. You don't have it on. What's? I going wore it on? all the way home, and then. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's awesome. Uh, Tyler, grab the microphone. Tyler, what was the greatest greatest moment for you? Um, well, this isn't it, but I, I'm sorry I missed the end part. But it was great watching those kids, and there's things that they thought, I can't do it. I yeah. saw a kid. He was supposed to jump in a river. It was freezing temperatures and the water was even Extremely colder cold. and i saw a kid stand there and know that he couldn't do it and then he all of a sudden he could yeah and he went in and then he had to wait up and um i missed i didn't know they were praying for people at the end but that would have been amazing we were kind of stuck in a different spot on you know cheering the guys right. at the very end none of our guys but the other but, guys coming but through. seeing every kid jump in there and there was other things i can't do this but they did and it got done so um, no, that's not the thing. But just remembering that and watching this particular young man just right. jump in there and maybe even afraid of swimming. Yeah. Like was my thought. Yeah. And he made it in there. Yeah. So it's cool. Well, what was your personal favorite part? Um, so my personal favorite was um, everyone was just asked to just prophesy whether you had done it or not. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit just took over the room in the group that I was in. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just point him out. Jay prophesied over his son. Uh, hold on. And I hold lost on, control on. at that moment. I did moment. not know that. I'm not emotionally prepared for hearing that. Here it comes. Right Here now. it comes. Are you ready? Oh, you don't. So straight from God through his mouth uh, to uh, his son's ears, dude. everything was true. It was just truth spoken out in our group. It was unbelievable. That's pretty cool. It was something how, else. You have uh, two sons who are probably, maybe not too young, but yeah. age-wise too young to be there. I don't know. Physically, they're probably in the front of the pack as well. <laughs> but like when you look down for their future, like part of that weekend watching all of that, define, tell me how, how you see your kids and like looking to the future and how you, what was going through your mind for them. I mean, I don't see the future. I see now these things that we're going through. Right. We're such the right answer. I have such to the right do answer. what such happened the right there answer. immediately. Yeah. Praying with them before bed. Yeah. Whether I know what God wants them to hear or not, I'm just going to start saying it and I'm no God's going to yeah. do it. Shoot. And not just my boys. I know we're talking about men now. My daughter in the front row, my other one who's not here, same thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool. Family members, everything, just God wants the best for us. Yeah. 
and he knows how to give it. Yeah, so. and he unlocks that best through our words. Yes. Like we give permission as leaders, we, we give permission. If you coach a team, a kid don't go up to that plate at all unless you give permission. But also giving him permission to go up and swing, you also give him permission to hit the ball by saying, you're going to hit that ball. Yeah. And, and, and there's a powerful, uh, not only creative, but supportive and declarative thing that happens when we speak out the fa- our favor over them and God's favor through us onto people. It, it doesn't just send them up to the plate, but it helps them to swing well and connect with the ball and get the run in their life that they need to get, yeah. right? Um, Shane, uh, why don't you hand the microphone just back to Shane real quick. Shane, like, if, if there's one challenge for you that uh, is a next step, what would it be that well, you got out of the weekend? Well, for me, you know, I've been waiting so long to kind of feel that Holy Spirit where I'm doing these things, but I realized that I wasn't stepping in hard enough. So now that I've felt that, I kind of have like a whole different outlook on this whole Christianity thing as to where it's a, the, the script isn't written. I'm going to write it yes. and I'm going to yes. step in as hard as yeah. I can. Like even, <laughs> they probably don't want me to tell you this, but talking to Raina and Kim, they're just like, who are you? And I'm like, should I tone it down a little bit? Or like, Shame, shame 2.0, baby. Yeah. So I just, I need, I'm going to be better at, you know, praising my wife, praising my daughter, telling them the things that God's telling me to tell them. <laughs> uh, and, and fully stepping in. Now, I, don't, I don't know what it, why it took me so long to kind of, feel that, but I've been patiently waiting, and now I'm just super excited to see how far I can go. Yeah. And uh, 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 Far. Right. And that's far. how I feel. I just feel like the, the, the weight of, of not knowing and all that stuff and what am I doing is gone. Now it's just up to me to take this thing as far as God wants me to take right. it. Right. That's so cool. Evan, like, what's the next, th- what's, what's God saying for the next, uh, your next step? Like, what's, we feel like, okay, I've had this experience. This is what God is inviting me to do or be or think. Um, well, during when we prophesied over people, groups of four, we put one person in the middle and then one person, hands on the shoulder, prophesy. Um, I realized that I have a hard time receiving what God is saying to me instead of, because one of the pastors said, turn off your mind to thinking mm-hmm. and then just receive what God has to say. Yeah. And I think I have a hard time doing that, so I think um, increasing my ability to do that will really help with many things. Sure. Prayers, um, speaking, and everything. Just yeah. everything that has to do with that. That's cool. That's a discipline, and that's the, mm-hmm. the you struggle with that. <laughs> okay. So for lots of us, it's it's shutting off all the thoughts and saying, "Okay, Lord, let me hear your thoughts so that I can share your thoughts." Is it's a discipline. You'll learn how to do it well. Yeah, I hope <laughs> you will. You will. You're fine. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tyler. Next yeah. next steps for you. Although you kind of alluded to them. Uh, yeah, that's the that's, that's the main thing. Step. I've got we, I've got more. We had three oh, days, so there's more things. Uh, no joke. Things. I think we heard. Um, yeah, I was going to use the number like 30 sermons. I mean, every sermon every had like 15 sub-sermons in it. And we were, we heard like eight different sermons, 
physical sermons. It's just like, it's like being punched in the face a thousand times in a good way. Uh, it was like, wow. I feel like so, it yeah. was designed that way. It was just not one thing. Right. Um, but uh, definitely just um, making more time for God, for sure. Because um, my time is almost, I was thinking about um, while Jenny was giving the give, like, my time is more important to me than, than money at this point. Yeah. Even. So, like, to do tithe for me is easier than for me to take an hour right. out of me just wanting to relax. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing that just came to me just while she was speaking and also just affirming other people and telling people, being positive and telling them what I, what I think of them. So, I'm going to start right now. Jenny, thank you for that message. It just brought something out just just right now, and I just love hearing you tell a story. Yeah. It's, so it's very fun to listen to. So, yeah, yeah. there's two things there. That's super cool. Yeah. Okay, a couple things for the, I'm going to put on my pastor hat, and I want to say to you, Shane, I admire you being there. I appreciate you. Yeah. It is not a sense at any point in this time, Shane's all in. He's always been all in. It was better to, It was even better watching you launch yourself into the uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but why it's so important is not only are you big in stature and all of that type of thing, but you are also just by nature a leader. Every place you've ever gone, you know, you're, you were the loud guy at the party. You're the one that stands out in the lobby for anybody who's suspicious. They know they, they're like, oh, I got to go through that. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to go someplace else. But you're also somebody who greets everybody. You do it at your gym. You do it here. Um, your influence, especially over our men and over our younger generations, is much higher than you realize. You being all in and worshiping God gives younger guys permission to be all in because they admire you. And, and, and people who stand out as leaders, people, they'll want to be more like you. And that is true of your faults. Not that, you know, I'm not leaning into that part of it. But that as you're pursuing after God, you're being perfected. And they'll watch that. There will be guys that will come up here to the front to worship God because they want what you have, right? Just because there's that leadership uh, persona that you carry that's God-given, and God's going to continue to use that. So it's super exciting. Evan, what I'd say, say of you as a, as a young man, it's been awesome. You, you come from su- such great stock, your mom and dad, and back to grandparents and all of that, but you're your own man. And you stand out in the crowd, whether you realize this or not. You're a good-looking young guy. You're taller than the average guy. You have a great smile. You have a better attitude. He's got good hair. It'll be for now. <laughs> I know that family tree. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's good now. It's going to be better later on. Um, but I don't think that you realize your, your influence over people your age. Because it really is this thing of... Evan's, Evan's a good guy. Evan's got it together. And if he's all in with God, that gives me permission to be all in with God. What I challenge you to do, you have that type of influence without using your mouth. This next, these next steps are for you to get to use your mouth, to invite people, to challenge people. If you come up to the altar to worship, there's going to be, without inviting anybody, there's going to be seven other people your age that are going to come up. It's, I promise you, just try it someday. You have that, it's God-given influence. And so what becomes really cool is not just leading by example, but actually looking into the room and saying, who can I invite from where they are to where they need to be and going and getting them and inviting them in this room and in life in general, okay? Awesome. So uh, that's, those are the next steps for you, for sure. And Tyler, you know, it's just been uh, an incredible honor to be your friend. I know you guys just celebrated. It was a 17, 17, 17 years 
of marriage. And I know all of those 17 years because I did his wedding. Rowena and I uh, were coming back from vacation and we were, we were running behind and we blew out a transmission in Southern Oregon coming down the hill. And because we didn't want to miss the wedding, we literally bought a new car at that dealership so that we could get home that later on we regretted and got rid of, but we made it to the wedding. And, and you and your, you know, your wife is amazing. You're amazing. Uh, the partnership of you is definitely kite and string, but your, your quieter demeanor is not, it does not take away anything from your influence in this house. Uh, you back with the kids there and the deposit that you guys make is powerful. It's profound as a grandparent, as parents, having a man, Guys, I want to challenge you. That's not where our little quiet wives go back to raise the kids while we do the adult stuff in here. No, no, no. That's where our champions go back so that they can raise our generations up. And that's the real church. This is kind of the kind of pretend, you know, not that I mean, I don't mean that, but you know what I mean. Of levels of importance, that is more important than what happens in this room. And you being a part of it and inspiring other men, there are other men who are there because, well, wow, Tyler, you're back there. That's inspiring. And watching how you speak to your kids and how you speak in this house. And there's times when you have the microphone. I just want to honor you for who you are and respect you as a dad, as a husband. You're, do, you're doing it well. I couldn't be prouder. So why don't you give all three of these guys a huge, huge, huge hand, guys. Okay, give them a, give them a big hand as they make their way back to their seats. Or, or Shane, if you've got to take care of somebody out in the lobby, just do what you, you got to do, okay? Um, I've got four minutes left to preach. Can you, can you hand me that little white cup that has some, whew, some rough concoction of chamomile and honey and my manly lips might fall off drinking this less than manly drink, but I'm, I hear it's helpful for the boys. Some battery acid that'll work good. Badly. Okay, I'll, uh, can I preach this very, very briefly? Uh, if you're a visitor, welcome. Hopefully, we get to meet you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll hang around. Um, we have a wonderful church family, and not just a great group of guys. Our, our ladies are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they are. We have a great, amazing group of ladies, and also teenagers. And uh, young people and children, it's just, uh, we do use the word family a lot, and that's how we treat it. If you're looking for a church to attend, find a different one. If you're looking for a family to be a part of, then this might be the place for you. Uh, being a part of family means that there's an identity and there's things handed down into your life. There's also a role to, for you to, to, to serve in, to be a part of a family. Uh, we will put the, put the table on, or the plate on the table and, and hand feed you for a while because you're new to the family. I welcome you. But there is at some point you have a role to play uh, as your kids get older. Uh, I would, Rowena had our kids doing their own laundry by probably first or second grade. Yeah. You got a role to play. Learn to grow up. Carry some of the weight so that you can build your own house and be a part of leadership, right? And so that you can move out before you're 50. Okay, anyways, so let me side hobby horse. Okay, let me move on. Um, I want to continue on with our series entitled uh, Pneumatic Believers. Pneumatic is just that word air or wind. Uh, if you have pneumatic tools or you have a compressor, you plug a hose into, maybe out in the garage and then you plug a tool into it that's a pneumatic tool or an air-driven tool, 
And I talked a lot uh, as we kicked off this series about the difference between just a, a manual tool, a manual hammer, where you hold a nail and you try not to hit your fingers and you pound that nail in. And sometimes the repeated strikes can break the thing that you're trying to work on. But if you're able to plug in an, a pneumatic hammer and have the proper air pressure and direct that nail just very directly, one quick pull of the trigger, effortless, you're able to do the work of like five or six hits, depending on how skillful you are. And then when it comes to building an entire house, how much quicker, easier, more effectively you're able to do that. Um, the, whole, the New Testament uses the phrase or uses the Greek word pneumatic in speaking of the spirit of being filled. It's the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. He, he flows through our natural but because he's supernatural and we have to yield to him, he propels us forward in the proper directions at a greater, greater intensity and strength where we can accomplish so much more. We are not limited to the natural. We have the help of the Holy Spirit. He, he is propelling us. He's like a sailboat. I, I use this illustration as I started. As a boat in the water, it's a lot of work to try to row a boat. Now, you can do it and you can get from here to there. But if you have a sailboat and you will actually hoist the sail and there is wind, that wind gets into the sail correctly, there's no rowing involved. Just stand back and let's, let's ride this thing out together and direct the sail in a way that takes us to the destination. And sure, you might enjoy rowing, but if time is of the essence, to sail over there under the power of the wind is an amazing, amazing thing. And so the, the New Testament uses... That word pneumatic, speaking of the Spirit, wind always depicts one of, one of the visuals for the Holy Spirit and the role that he wants to play in our lives. And here in John chapter 16, we, we see that uh, there's some explanation by Jesus, who obviously Jesus is the door that we step through to experience the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave his life for us, sinless life. He died at the hands of men. He surrendered his life. They didn't take it from him. And when he was crucified on the cross, he was making payment for you and I's sin. We couldn't step through the door into a relationship with God because we were not allowed. When, when we tried to, the scanner went off and said, no, you're not allowed to go through this door because of our sin. But Christ's payment of our sin allowed our sin to be placed upon him, not just wiped away, not just forgiven, you got to understand that. Your sin is not just forgiven. It's paid for. That's a big deal. It didn't just go away, white off, you know, or, or magic marker, or, you know, wipe it away, or we'll just forget it, or that's okay. Try harder. No, no, no. Payment. Payment was made for our sin. Christ did that. And so as that payment was made, giving us a fresh start, we're able to step through the door of a relationship with God. Now, the Holy Spirit is here, and he's the one who brings us into that relationship, and he's the one who reveals Christ to us. He's the one who helps us experience forgiveness. He's also the one who is, uh, uh, as a new believer, he comes into our life. He fills us. He begins to try to lead us. But that is a relationship. Notice in these verses, John chapter 16, verse 13 through 15, I'll point out a couple quick things that aren't even my points, but um, when the Spirit of truth comes... He, this word, when the spirit of truth comes, he, and I would prefer that that word's capitalized, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is not an it, is not a presence, not a, I mean, he's present. 
tracking with that? But he, it's him. And so when we say, I felt the Holy Spirit, it's I felt him. The Old Testament, they experienced God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, externally. When you read about the uh, exodus from Egypt, the Israelites making their way to the promised land, they were led by a pillar by a fire by day and a cloud at nighttime. And it's, it settled over a tent that they made so that Moses could meet with God. Moses met with the Spirit of God, okay? And that fire, and that, of, that pillar of fire and that pillar of smoke, depending on the time of day, was symbolic of the presence of God. We don't, we, we're so fortunate, we don't have the symbolism. We get to experience the real thing, each of us individually. The Spirit of God comes into our life to lead you, okay? He, though, it's He. He is present. And it goes on to say, when the Spirit of truth comes, and I'll look at that word, comes. That is a first time for the disciples is going to come a moment when he comes. Now, it's interesting because when you really look at the, their experience with Jesus, they were experiencing the Holy Spirit, again, somewhat externally and in different moments and different slices of time. But the promise here was the Holy Spirit's going to come. And it's talking about a first-time experience and an ongoing coming. And you need to grab onto this because uh, uh, I'm not correcting what Shane said, but it's Shane is stepping into this new revelation. He's waiting for something to happen, and it's true, the Holy Spirit will come. But that one first experience is not, uh, not going to sum it all up. You're gonna, you're, he's going to need to come again and come again and come again. I didn't say I do to my wife on the altar and be like, good, I'm good to go. Okay, see ya. Okay, I was looking forward to seeing her later that day. Okay, and the next day. And I woke up this morning and apparently I snored last night. And while she was not there in the room, I could hear her stirring in the house. She was already up way before me and spending her time with the Spirit of God, spending her time in the Scripture, spending her time with the Lord before she ever walked into this room. And I was looking forward to see her. She came down, and immediately we were having a conversation about something, and then she paused. And this happens to us sometimes. She walked over to me, and she gave me a big kiss and said, good morning. And that's how every one of my days starts. And it's an ongoing, growing relationship, Right? Uh, you know, if she's not there at some point, uh, that would not be what I signed up for. But there has to be this intentional coming where, where I recognize that what I experienced yesterday with the Lord is not enough. I need him to, to come again, and he's promised to come again. But there's also an understanding of the events of yesterday. Um, what, I, what I would say, say, say about the Holy Spirit, it's not that he disappears. It's that things clutter our, our moment with him, and there's a dissipation of the experience we have with him. We get busy through the day. You got you to gotta get some money in the bank, moved over. Otherwise, I'm going to jail. That would be awkward, uh, especially my painter that I invited to church. The check bounced. Shoot, that's, a, there's that moment. That, that's what made that story so cool. And he came anyways. That's because Jenny's relationship is on point, and Corey's is on point with him. And sometimes our imperfections actually lend itself to the relationship. But in our experience with the Holy Spirit, we get busy doing that. There's parenting kids. There's planking for seven minutes. I mean, I don't, know, I don't feel the Holy Spirit if I'm planking that long. So, so there's a, hey, I need to see my wife again. I need to embrace my wife. I need to have that closeness again. And same with the Holy Spirit. 
And so there's a promise that he will come, and that's a joint experience. He's promised to come, but there's also my ability to lean in and welcome him and host him. And I really don't have time to, to preach my message. This is the introduction. Um, but <laughs> where are we really going except for heaven anyways? Um, okay, <laughs> let me just look at my introduction here a little bit. Um, there's always that deeper level of experience with him. How many of you are confident that there's more? It's been really cool to watch Chris over the last few months. I've known Chris since he was, well, he was never, let's be honest, you're never a little boy. <laughs> you're always a, ah, you and your brother, ah, there's some, some strength and girth there. I remember him as just a little tiny, you know, a little, little big kid running around and going to kids' church and being involved. And as he got into the high school years, like disappeared for a while, and then God did some really cool stuff and came back. In the process of the last few months, there's been some really prominent moments where in the past he's had an experience with God, but, but the, the amplitude has gone up. And what's been awesome is he's responded to it and stepped into some new places, right? And, and it's, it's partly God, the Spirit of God coming, but there's also the part of you responding. And I won't get to any of this today, but there's, you, what you need to understand is the kickback and waiting for God to do something would be like my wife being upstairs and me kick back and waiting for her to come down. Well, what? maybe she's waiting for me to go up there. And I can go up there. I don't need an invitation. We have this thing together, and I can just go and say, there you are, and walk together into the next things, especially with the Holy Spirit. Chris, isn't it amazing how he invites you to new places, try new things? I mean, there's another guy who has signed up to work in kids' church, and, I, and he loves kids. He's so good with kids anyways. And uh, you just, you know, what's, a guy goes into kids' church, you know God's got his heart, right? And so it's beautiful to see the Holy Spirit doing that. And what he's discovering, and we had this conversation out in the lobby, is you have to wait for God to show up. He's, he's, he's waiting for you. Lean forward and just experience him and, and embrace him. There's actually some process to, and I'll, I'll just give you the, I'm going to finish up here. Worship team's going to come. Um, I'm going to see that's how I'm going to chop it. But I, I want to say, I, I want to lead you to, to where we'll go next week. Um, and a worship team is coming. They'll, they'll, they'll figure out what they're going to do. I know I'm messing them up. That's not their fault. This is me messing them up. Good looking crew. Oh, yeah. Manpower. Mm, mm, mm. Ladies, you're more than welcome to come over this way. They're going to take this away. I referred to her as our Vanna White, and the, the thing that I totally missed, she didn't know who Vanna White was. It's like my joke was totally wasted. Yeah, well, now you do. You always did. Yeah. Make me pull this. Don't make me stop this car. Make me come back there. I got permission from your parents. However, I'm not sure I want to go to fisticuffs with that one. Sure that one's spicy. <laughs> Mom, Dad, take care of the situation. Okay. Um, where, was I, where was I going with this? Um, oh, next week. Squirrel. <laughs> um, when I grew up, as I was growing up, we rarely had guests at our house. In fact, if someone knocked on the door... You open the door <laughs> ever just enough to see out. 
who's there and what do you want? We just weren't a family that had people over. My family didn't have a lot of friends. Some of it was how we lived our life and how my parents grew up. They just didn't have people come over to the house. One of the most exciting things for me as an adult, now my parents do have people come over the house now. They've met Jesus and their life has changed and they're very hospitable. Um, one of the most exciting things about having a place to live and as a, as a married couple is to be able to invite people into our home. And depending on who we're inviting over, there's a little bit of adjustment to the, the, the how we're going to host whoever's coming. Because we want them to feel, not only to get the invitation, because guess what? People aren't going to come to your house if you don't invite them. How come no one ever comes to our house? Try inviting someone. I had somebody get mad one, this is years ago, somebody mad because they heard I was over at somebody's house. You never come to my house. I look them in the face and said, you have never invited me to your house. Well, you could just stop by. Oh, no, 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 no. No, don't ever do that. No. Even I'd say that to my kids. Let me know you're coming. Right? Yeah. But if you want someone to come up, you invite them. But we try to tailor what were the venue, our house, still our house. We're not going to, can't build a new house if we're going to have you. But what we can do is if you've got children, we're, we're going to get the toy box ready. Or if you like a certain food, we might lean in and try to, try to make sure we have that food. Or if there's a certain type of thing you think is really cool and we've got it, we're going we're gonna to bring it out and gonna, it's going to be fun and we're going to do that. And so we try to tailor whoever we're, what we're doing to welcome whoever we're hosting. And you know, there is a couple of keys there that we're going to lean into next week. The Holy Spirit, you will experience him if you invite him. It's the final scripture, and they'll throw that up there. It's the final scripture. It's the promise of Jesus that if you ask, he will, he will come. But it's got to be formal, a formal invitation. It's not just by, you ever have somebody invite you to their house, but it's kind of in passing? Oh, yeah, man, you should come over. When? Oh, we'll figure it out. No, no, it's right here, right now. I want you to come. Let's set down a time, a date. It's intentional. It's specific. It's formal. And then there's, when they get there, that... Have you ever been invited to somebody's house and you're knocking on the door and they're not answering? They forgot or whatever. And then there's the atmosphere that you prepare so that they stay. So they're welcomed. Have a good experience. You know, if they're vegan, you're not serving wild boar that day. Right? Or if they're meat eaters, you know, it's not like, let's try oh, Never mind. Anyways, stand with me. I don't know where this is going to go. It's no good place. I'll get in trouble politically at some point. And someone will leave the church today because you're too political. Or, and then somebody else will be mad because I wasn't political enough. You're against vegans. No, I'm not. You eat what you want. I don't care. I'm, but I'm going to eat what I want. So don't care. All right. Here's a scripture for you. Jesus said, or the vision said to Peter, rise and eat. I said, yes and amen. Right? Right? You eat what you want. I'm going to eat what you want. The food is not the judge of your spirituality. Okay. Invitation. Put your hand over your heart. And the worship team is going to finish this up and, and Pastor Rowena will come and a couple of instructions for you. But hand over your heart because it's the invitation to the Holy Spirit. It's the invitation, Chris, you've been making. It's the invitation uh, that you experienced, uh, that um, Shane made. It's the invitation we make every time we walk in this room, every time we go home, every time we pray over our kids. Holy Spirit, come. Come on, just with your own words, out loud, Holy Spirit, come to my life not just in this moment, but come to my life.
everything about my life. Come to my emotions. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come to my bank account. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into my health. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into my parenting. I need your help. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into my thought life. I am struggling. There are voices all the time challenging me to do things that are that are, I don't want to do. I don't even want to think about, but I can't turn the voices off. Holy Spirit, come. Silence the enemy. Holy Spirit, come into my marriage. Holy Spirit, come into my work, my career, my future. Holy Spirit, come into my lack of relationships. Holy Spirit, come into my fears. Holy Spirit, come. Thanks for being with us today. Be sure to like and subscribe and visit us at c3swwa.com for more information about our church. 